the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Squirrel, any news on uh, the third world banana republic vote counting? Did they get the, the fixes in yet? Did they get exactly who they want in place? Oh, you keep thinking you're voting for people to be elected when people are being selected. And rarely do we have the example to see why this duopoly of corruption and scum really pretends to give us a republic. We don't have one, and they don't want one. And that's the real story here, because CPI, Consumer Price Index, which is a representation of terrible fiscal policy, year over year, raises 7.7%. And you're being told by swindlers that that's good? Who's it good for? Who's it good for? It's good for the insiders. It's good for the money bundlers. It's good for the corporatocracy that we pretend is a, is a government, is capitalism, is an American economy. It's good for the insiders, and you ain't one. And if you are, I'm here to tell you, you're accidentally listening, and you're a piece of dirt, and I hope your wife is the one with my watch. In the meantime, let's move forward with exactly what happened today and why the market rallied 1,200 points, which is in excess of 3%. So the consumer price index for your goods, your housing, all rally. And so does the market. That's a, that's, that's a first. Anastasia, let's talk about how good this number is. The market reaction is massive. Is it commensurate with how good the data is? Do you know why, Squirrel, they're talking about this? Because in September, it was an astonishing record-setting five-decade high of 8.2. Really, this is how low your standards get when you are used to being robbed, when you're used to living in an oligarch-run corporatocracy that you pretend is a free market system. When you understand that everybody, every single one of us, are now paying 7.7% from just the consumer goods we're normally purchasing. I still can't figure out how that's good. I think it is. Look, this is an extremely welcome piece of news that we've been waiting for, I mean, for months. We have not had a positive inflation surprise. And finally, there's a lot to like in this inflation report. You're starting to see uh, food prices, for example, not rise that much. You're starting to see... Not rise that much? Hey, ding bat. They didn't come down. This is just not rising in excess of what they rose last month, year to date. Year to date, dummy. That doesn't mean anything came down in a month. I mean, it's amazing how they swindle the novice, the person. But they have to make people feel good. That's why this number is as crooked as Grand Avenue or a Chicago Democrat Irishman who can't satisfy his wife. Because they have to make you feel good about how you were robbed 
on Tuesday. But I'm going to make you feel good for another reason. I think Jim Cramer is an absolute moron who I would like to enter a headbutting contest with. And in the meantime, he pretends to be a traitor. And it's rare you get real-time stupidity. So here's what Jim Cramer did, and it puts a smile on my face. Uh, let's get down to the New York Stock Exchange. Jim Cramer uh, joins us now. Jim, in your view, what, is this a, a something you should fade? Uh, or should we, should we switch and get a little bit more bullish or, or, or sell into strength uh, because it's eventually headed lower? I was just going over with Jeff Marks, uh, who works with me on Travel Trust, and we are going to sell some things into the opening. And the opening was the dead-ass low, which means this bald moron just took a haircut he can't afford, which is great. Because any trader, any man who's ever really traded knows you don't fade an opening range, stupid. Especially if it's the low of the day on a 1,200-point rally. So take a little satisfaction in knowing this bald morphodite just lost someone else's money. Don't worry, he's never traded his own money. And it reminds me of the Republican congressmen who take pride in the fact that the Republicans lost. The scourge and the scum, like narrow-shouldered pansy Adam Kinzinger. Right, punk? Two former Republican speakers of the House are weighing in about where the party went wrong in the midterm elections. Here is what Newt Gingrich and Paul Ryan had to say yesterday. I think we're going to have to do a lot of soul searching and, you know, head scratching and, and, and looking through and parsing the numbers as to why we didn't perform as well as we would have liked to have. Why do you think it is? I mean, I think Trump's kind of a drag on our ticket. I think I think Donald- it's amazing to me. Paul Ryan, whose real expertise is in political prostitution. Paul Ryan never worked a day in his miserable existence. And the drag on the party is Donald Trump. This is when scumbags give advice to good people. See, the drag on the party, Paul, Wienermobile driver, the drag on the party was that you were the youngest Speaker of the House. And you were as crooked and corrupt as Nancy Pelosi. And granted, you live in the same size mansion. However, you part of the Tea Party. And I'm thinking about this Tea Party. Let's see. Let's go over it. We've got Paul Ryan. We've got the scumbag Adam Kinzinger, the short-in-the-pants Irish gypsy, never, ever told the truth in his life, Joe Walsh. This is what the Tea Party produced. This. And then don't forget who they based it on. Newt Gingrich. What a stand-up fat bastard he is. Trump um, gives us problems politically. We lost the House, the Senate, and the White House in two years when Trump was on the ballot or in office. And I think we've... This is the only man dumb enough to lose a debate to Joe Robinette Biden. The only man dumb enough to lose a debate to this guy. No, no, I'm just saying. I just, I just found it interesting that uh, Biden's being a pop, a cop, Biden's being an extremist. What? It's insanity. Hey, listen, I just lost my screen, squirrel. Uh, we're gonna. Uh, I lost my uh, call screen, so you're gonna have to hit the buttons for me, there, sexy. In the meantime, let me take some of your calls until we get back. Craig, I'm on Greenwood. Hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call. No problem. And also, started out a computer here, kid. Son of a bitch. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, you're on fire, brother. You're on fire, man. There's probably some sparks coming out of there. Yeah. <laughs> <Go> ahead. <laughs> Anyways, hey, before I get to my point, man, this, I'm glad you called out. I didn't know that about Bob Kramer, uh, that Kramer dude, but I used to take and follow him a bit and everything, and then I, his politics are uh, He's a great swindle, and if you read his book, if you read, if you read Jim Kramer's book, he confesses to you he started as a reporter for markets. 
Started as a reporter for sports, ironically enough. Got talked his way into a hedge fund and lost his ass. And luckily, he was married to a girl who was a trader, and she bailed him out so that the people didn't lose all of their money. And in the meantime, he presents himself on a game show as a bull and a bear and buy this and sell this. And this particular fraud is the reason 401ks and investors have lost an untold amount of money that can never be quantified. And he comes out today after all these years of experience, and he does a rookie mistake that a first-year trader wouldn't do. You sell into a massive rally on the opening. Everybody knows. Here's how it works. If you're ever trading, the opening range is very important. And if it can hold the rally or hold the break before the first couple of quarters, you know it's solid. If not, don't get in the way because you're trying to pick up a quarter in front of an express train. doesn't work out good. And you end up like Jim Cramer. You look stupid, and uh, you tell everybody you're a loser. And I wonder if his wife could bail him out this, this afternoon. That's the only question. Man, you're exactly right. And the thing is, I do a little bit of trading, and when I started out, I made I made that goofy little beginner's mistake a bunch of times. So yeah, yeah. for this guy to do it, it's really something. All right, Great. hey, here's my point. So the other day, when Biden, some reporter or something or whatever, was asking him about, like, hey, people are all ticked off about price of things and this and that and everything, and the big thing was, the big takeaway was, Biden come back and says, I'm not going to change, I'm not going to change anything. Anyway. And the interesting, the interesting thing was the, the fact that he was brazen. Like, he was, oh, I don't know, I can't change anything. And I figured it out. It's because him and that whole regime knows they don't have to worry about a thing. They got all the election stuff uh, fixed. They got the Justice Department all fixed. They got all the media fixed. They got all everything. They don't care about people one hour. They don't care about what not. we think or it's what we joke. Vote. They want you to feel good about the fascism, so they give you this excuse that kids voted this. I don't give a rip who voted for it. We're Americans. I don't have to put up with this corrupt piece of dunk. Thank you very much, Craig. To Craig's point, hit CNN number two there. Where you, squirrel? And then find out if you can get my computer back on. All right. CNN two. In the meantime... I want you to understand what we've become used to. We've become used to the consumer price index rallying an unprecedented amount that would be a 35-year high, and now you're being told it's good. You've got an 80-year-old dimwit with dementia who's telling you that everything is great, and, they, and now we're supposed to pretend it's good and we're going to be okay, and we've got elections that they can't count as slow since the Civil War, and you're told it's legitimate? I don't think so. Give me CNN, too. He said he, he just... Wouldn't do anything different because, of course, our achievements take a long time to be recognized. That's insulting people. And, and I don't think that was a good answer from the president. Yeah, so let's- That's an insult to each and every one of us. And you're supposed to be told it's okay because welfare roaches, corrupt scumbags, and kids that don't want to pay their tuition voted for this piece of garbage? I don't think so. 312-642-5600. I'll be back and hopefully fix the, the computer. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560, The Answer. AM 560, The Answer. The good news is it was Pellegrino sparkling water that shorted out my computer. If you're going to short out some, do it with style, squirreler. Don't do it at all. You know what I mean? Just have some Trump, Trump hangover. I think he's a drag on our, on our, on our offices. I think Governor DeSantis is the biggest single winner of the night, and he will almost certainly become uh, the rallying point for everybody in the Republican Party uh, who wants to uh, move beyond President Trump, uh, which would make for a, a pretty remarkable race. Oh, a new flip on one side. Let's write that a new. DeSantis. Flip. This is Mika Brzezinski. 
and, a, and, a, and another Republican, Scarborough, found a dead girl in his office. That's only normal in Washington. She's all right, though. She had, he had nothing to do with it. He was with somebody else. She just simply died. Was in the office, just died. Just need a board. Wrong. We just start checking just them off. Scientists. Okay, that, very good. That happened in about five minutes, too, yeah, by the way. Five minutes, exactly. Let's bring in Republican. Only in Washington could you be found with a dead girl in your office. Next thing you know, you get a TV show. This is phenomenal. Congressman Adam Kinzinger of Illinois. He's a member, of course, of the Select Committee investigating Come on, narrow shoulders. What do you got to say? On the Capitol. Congressman, good morning. Thanks for being with us again. Your assessment. You heard Paul Ryan. You heard Newt Gingrich. You've heard a slew of others uh, saying this is Donald Trump's fault. We have to move on. Not so easy, of course. But You know what I love about this? He got on his knees like he was in a forest preserve. Got on his knees and begged for a job in Trump world. Begged. And what happened, little Adam? You got nothing. So now you're a never-Trumper scum. You raise a lot of money with your pack like every other two-bit whore politician. And that's what gets you to walk around those $5,000 suits. But you're still not a man. You're just a punk. What's your assessment of what happened on Tuesday night? Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt they're both wrong. They're both correct, I guess, in a way. I think DeSantis is now kind of the anti- Do you understand that this loser scum was such a coward and knew exactly what the people of Illinois, the Republicans in Illinois, if you can believe that, were going to throw him out on his crooked ass, and he didn't even run. Now he gives advice. That's another thing about Washington. You can get caught with a dead girl in your office, you get a TV show. You can kill a girl in a car, and everybody thinks you're just giving her a ride home. And in the meantime, when you're an absolute loser, somehow you get raised to the position to give advice. See, in the real world, loser scum, like Adam Kinzinger and Jim Cramer, they don't give advice to men. Only in Washington, D.C. The anti-Trumpers or the, that group's like candidate now, the savior, you know, for them, I think there's no doubt that Donald Trump is a drag. But I think the thing we miss in, in talking about that is why is Donald Trump still even a thing? It's two people. Primarily, it's Kevin McCarthy. It's Kevin McCarthy going to Mar-a-Lago, which is ironic because I think Kevin McCarthy will be the one that Donald Trump throws under the bus. I'll tell you what's funny that it's even a thing. Scum such as yourself and Paul Ryan, who have single-handedly watched the debt of this country quadruple. Scum like you, who voted for every step-and-fetch corrupt spending bill because you knew you were going to get 30 back in your coffers, right? It's like Chicago. Spend it, get 30% back from the crooked companies that pretend to be cement contractors. That's what Adam Kinzinger does on a massive level. And now this scum is going to give advice on anybody? Where Trump is wrong, and where you should, if you had an idea of right and wrong, is that he didn't have the power and should have never accepted the agreement to shut down the economy. And for that is the only reason he should step aside and let Ron DeSantis, who in the face of that, said, not in my world, we're not shutting down Jack. That's the only difference. Aside from that, Adam, what corrupt foreign policy do you disagree with, with the political whore with dementia? or Barack Obama, or George W. Bush. Which one do you disagree with? And by the way, what did you do when you were in Congress? I mean, what did you stop? Did you stop any spending? What did you actually do for the people of Illinois? Absolutely nothing, punk. Did he accept me on that charity fight? Winner take all. My money goes to your charity, your money goes to mine. I'll put up 30000 How about you, Adam Kinzinger? Sorry, I didn't steal my money. That's about all I could swindle without getting a divorce. In the meantime, anytime you're ready, narrow shoulders, punk. Susan, West Chicago. Hey, I think that the Republicans are, are jealous of Trump because he's the only one that's ever had any B-A-L-L-S's. 
And you know what? I'm I like hoping- to spell it with a Z. Let's spell it with a Z. Puts a little oomph on it. I'm hoping when he announces, he announces that he'll be running as an independent and let the Republicans fare for themselves because Listen, he's the let best me tell guy you, you could have. Susan, I don't what? want him to run for two reasons. Number one, he went along with the shutdown. That's number one. Number two, I'm, I, you know, I'm sick of 80-year-olds. Let me be very frank. I love them. Listen, my nana, she lived in 96. She died five years, 50 years too young. She could have went to 150. I would have let her make all the decisions in the world. But I'm tired of these people making our decisions. You understand? Because at this point, they don't have the gravitas to understand their position. And the real problem with Trump was that he had an opportunity to really break the corporatism, to really break the government spending. And he knew better. I believe he knew better. And he still said, nah, I think I can get elected again and then straighten it out. I think that was a mistake, Susan. He should have known that when you're messing with their system, the corrupt scum like Paul Ryan and Newt Gingrich and all the rest of them from the from uh, what's Liz Cheney and her father, Dick and Liz Cheney's rash, Adam Kinzinger, and every single one of them. They like the system crooked like this. After all, how else could Adam Kinzinger buy a suit that wasn't sold at Sears? The coward loser that he is. How else could this <laughs> punk make millions of dollars? He couldn't live in the real world. He'd be asking me if I want to insure my rent a car. And he's not qualified for that. Thank you very much, Susan. What a loser fraud. If you have a loser scumbag kid and he can sell bull dung, I'm going to tell you right now, forget about college. Forget about trade school. Send that loser lowlife liar to Washington, D.C. Before you know it, he'll be worth millions. Dan in Green Oaks. Hey, Sean. How you doing? Um, Good. How, how you doing? All right. I think the the thing is, we're talking about Trump and 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 all that. And I think the real question of the day is, why the hell is it taking so long in Arizona and Nevada to to, to count their votes? Could it be that the candidate for governor is actually running the elections in in, in uh, Arizona? She's the secretary of state. Does that have anything coming, to do with it? I don't it's know. It's a joke, brother. I mean, honest to God, in the year twenty twenty two. Americans are so stupid. We keep sticking the fork in the outlet and think we're not going to get shot. We have the greatest liars in our society counting the election results and then telling us, you just missed it. It's closer than you thought. This is third world banana republic garbage. And, and we refuse to automate. Here in the same country. Nevada, Paul, uh, Adam Laxalt is barely winning, but we have to wait for the votes in Clark County, the most mobbed up county in the nation. Is, is, is they're, they're waiting for Clark County to produce the votes. In the is same country that invented, right. invented the most technological advancements of any society in the last 25 years, in the same country, we have a system that the people, me and you, cannot validate. I have to rely on the scum in their $6,000 suits from the money they stole from us to tell me the results. None of it has any validation. None of it is acceptable to me. And I don't care if my guy wins or loses. It's all a scam. Because the guys they keep telling us are our guys, they turn into Adam Kinzinger. They turn into the Irish Mafia scumbag Joe Walsh. They turn into the scum that pretended to be the Tea Party. And the whole time screwed us even three times worse with the national debt and the rest of the foreign policy fraud. I'm sorry, I don't buy it anymore, Dan. Thank you very much for the call. 312-642-5600. Victor in Midway, you'll be next. Grab a line if you want to. 
He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Republicans have made it clear that if they do take control of the House, that they want to launch a raft of investigations on day one into your handling of Afghanistan, the border. Uh, They want to look into some of your cabinet officials. They want to investigate you. They may even want to investigate your son. What's your message to Republicans who are considering investigating your family and particularly your son Hunter's business dealings? Lots of luck in your senior year, as my coach used to say. Wow. Do you think this is only his problem? See, if you realize the schematics of corruption in our government, this will just be opening up Pandora's box. I'd like to see all the connections of all of these rat bastards who live in mansions and never worked. Never worked! Paul Ryan with the wife with the $5,000 bag and the little designer dog and the house with the big wall. What about you, scumbag? Not to mention Adam Kinzinger, you narrow-shouldered, big-headed moron. What the hell are you good at, whore? Victor Midway. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Aggravated. How are you? I'm aggravated because they do it right in our face, these thieving bastards. Go ahead. Yes. No, I agree with you. I want to punch a Democrat in the teeth every day. Not all of them. Just the ones that steal from me. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, which is all of them. (laughs) But, no, I just wanted to say... uh, I had two favors. Uh, one is I just think you should keep shining the light on the election fraud because that's the main issue. The issue ain't the Republicans' messaging. Trump should run again. DeSantis should stay governor in Florida because, to be honest, Trump brought so many people to the Republican Party. He switched over so many Democrats. And he was, honestly, the, the fake news and the media brainwashed the whole nation. But Victor, you, you, you argued against Trump your... had to go along with it. You're he had listen. to, otherwise he would have got eviscerated. No, no, brother, come on, though. No. Come on, though. No. There's no. Well, okay, but, but you argued know, against your but, own point. You argued against your own point. The media brainwashed, and I agree with you, by the way. The media brainwashed. I'm not arguing with you. I'm pointing something out. The media brainwashed. Yeah, so, yeah. so right now, they Sarah Palin him. I played the clip of Sarah Palin. You realize what they yeah. did to that woman? For no reason. Oh, yeah. Do you think? Do you yeah. think? That the easiest, easiest whore in all of Washington called the vice president could answer one of the questions they gave her. So they, 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 they set her up and they ridiculed her because she said she keeps her eye on Russia. And then they said, what do you mean yeah. you keep your eye on Russia? And she said, well, you do realize that Alaska was sold by Russia, you fracking idiots. And that there are sections of Russia that are very close to our, our, our sections of Alaska that are very close to Russia, and they often fly over and violate our airspace. And from that, she's made fun of by scum on SNL. She's made fun of by scum Democrats who are so stupid, they still promote policies of bankruptcy because they're welfare roaches. So that's a character so, assassination, and that's exactly what they, they did to Trump and are in the midst of doing right now. But here's what I want to point out to you, Victor. He's the only, only man in history, in our recent history, where both the Republican scum and the Democrat mafia wanted and successfully cheated him. 
None of that could have happened in 2020 without the scum like Kinzinger's, the scum like Paul Ryan, and yes, the scum like Newt Gingrich, who has been a scumbag since he left his wife dying on a bed and married the, the easy one with the leather dress. In the meantime, my, Victor. My second favor. Go my ahead. second favor. All right. You played it before, but it doesn't get played a lot. But there's a video of Biden in front of all his donors on t- on tape saying how him and Obama put together the world's largest voter fraud organization. You mean I mean, he, he basically just admits it on camera and probably implicates the whole Obama administration. And do you know why he gets away with it? Because too. even his own party, the same one that elected that Lenny from Of Mice and Men as senator from Pennsylvania, even his own party knows he's a moron. So what they basically covered that with is, ah, he's got dementia. You mean Secondly, we're in a situation where we have put together... And you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Now, when a Democrat Ta-da. hears that, he says, ah, what are you going to do? It's just dementia, Joe. No, no, I'm just saying. No, I, just, I just found it interesting that uh, Biden's being a extremist. Fracking moron. It's apocalyptic, you dementia-ridden moron. Look at Biden. I mean, the, the man is suffering from dementia. End of freaking story. Everyone can see it. Elephant in the living room. You. They're making fun of us. You're lucky you're not speaking Mandarin. Dominic in Chicago. Hey, Sean, how you doing, buddy? Good. You know something, Dominic? Guys like me and you. I love your show, man. Thank you, brother. Guys like me and you, we're going to be all right when the Chinese Communist Party, who bribed the Biden administration, finally take over. You know why? It's going to take 35 of those little communist bastards to get me down. Go ahead. I hear you. Well, look, you know, I'm a pace bus driver. And ever since they were talking about buses being dropped off in Chicago, that was in April. And you know what? The buses were being emptied out in Chicago and put on the blue line, let off at Rosemont. And I was getting like 120 people a night going to Elk Grove, Bensonville, they tell me, do you go to uh, Motel 8, Motel 6, you go to Extended Stay, and they're telling me all these, the address, showing me all these addresses, and they're using the same red Bank of America card to get on the bus, to pay for oh, the bus. Dominic, how do you I, do I it? Know, I, how do you not go home and just bang your head off for a while? And how many showers does it take you to get clean after bumping into those thousands of Democrats a day? I, I mean, what do you do? How do you get clean? It's... It's scary. I'm telling you, every night I get home, I look at my wife and she's like, don't tell me. I said, yep, another hundred and another hundred and twenty. And it's still going on till this day. I got a relative who works in the train system for the CTA. And I'll tell you what, he just he just shakes his head when he, he, he looks at me. He's like, as bad as you think it is, it's worse when you have to deal with the roaches up close. Dominic, you stay strong. Make that shower hot, kid. Thank you. I love your show, man. Thank you, brother. Can you imagine? Can you imagine how much fraud we just accept? Just accept. Uh, I wonder how many. I wonder how many voters 
had the same address. Ooh, that would be interesting. I wonder if we can get a stat. Who's going to investigate that? The Department of Justice with that ferret-faced Chicago rat mobster, Merrick Garland? <laughs> yeah, I know. You're right to laugh at me. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The Answer. AM560. The Answer. We keep on Secretary of State in charge of elections. Hmm. She's also running for governor, the dimwit, rat, whore. Wouldn't do a debate. Another Democrat roach. You think you're going to get a fair shake? Who's your new uh, Secretary of State there? Ooh, the Silky G. Alexi G. Boys, tied to every scandal in the Democrat mafia. Millions of dollars frauded, given to guys like Jaws Jarangle. How you doing? How you doing? Now he's in charge of the voting. All dolled up. Shirts and skins with Obama. How do you think the future elections are going to go in that sewer? Michael, Southside. Sean. How are you, Michael? Sean. Nice meeting you the other day, you handsome devil. I will say uh, the same uh, to you. I think you have a uh, great face for television. Oh, thank you. missing your calling. <laughs> thank you very much. Yeah, we'll see. Getting aggravated, Michael. Getting aggravated. The hair's jumping off my head like my neck was on fire because these red bastard Democrat mafia members are in control of everything. Oh, I totally agree. I um, well, I'm really worried about Chicago, but uh, I want to touch on Arizona for once. And I, I got to ask you: if Katie Hobbs can't run an, an election in Arizona, how the bleep is she supposed to function as governor? Well, you don't have to function when you're a Democrat. Look at who you got there. You got the portly pig. Where, what, what, what can J.B. Pritzker do? He sits on the phone, he eats sandwiches all day, drinks. Fi- I hear he drinks a ton of booze at night. And in the meantime, he rubber stamps every corrupt mobster request that he can get in front of his fat fingers. So what do you really need to do? You don't think these guys actually work, do you, Michael? They go around, they put lipstick on the pig of their corruption, and they call it governing. It's a joke. If they could govern a state, would you have one that's bankrupt? Yet how many do you have that are not bankrupt? How many? And the answer is only the red ones. It's a joke, Michael. And yet these Democrat scumbags, no matter how much they lie and cheat and steal, they still get elected. Just look at your own in Chicago, Illinois. Thank you, Michael. And thank you for coming the other night. It was a pleasure meeting you. Tom in Blue Island. What's up there? He used to have hips like an Irishman, and now he's svelte. Uh, I still got a while to go, but I'm trying. I'm not going to give up, unlike uh, the Republicans. So, Sean, I die. I know you're going to have a good answer for this, and my question would be, and I'm not looking to knock the guys that are so adamantly about getting out and voting and everything, but yet it seems to me we're in a situation where we're going to, uh, we have Georgia, Arizona, and Nevada that are on the Hill, and you know what, Sean, the only people that seem worried are the Republicans. The Democrats don't seem worried. Why would that be, brother? Because the fix is in. They're worried. I mean, it's it, it's so openly obvious to me that they are, are absolutely have the angle. They absolutely have the angle and the edge. And I am going to refer, Tom, to the documentary that I refer to often. It's called Kill Chain. Ironically, a documentary that was initiated by Democrats. They found the flaw. They found the accessibility. They brought it to the government, and the government didn't fix it. Why? Because they cannot afford to have the people throw their corrupt asses. Exactly right. That's why. 
So it, it, it's Kabuki. Exactly right. It's Kabuki elections or Potemkin. I don't know what word I like better. Thank you very much, Tom. I don't buy a lick of it. Ooh, how bombastic! How could you say that? Simple. Can I audit it? I'd like to know how many votes were cast that trace back to the same address. Let's start there. We don't even have to do parties. Let's just do names and addresses. How many go to the same address? I'm going to say 30 million. I think 30 million will go to the same addresses. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean. I'm not going to ask you how you are because I know you're aggravated. But what I would like to ask you, do you think that it would be possible for uh, Trump and uh, DeSantis to get together in some kind of meeting and see and and, uh, talk to each other so they don't attack each other and maybe possibly run on the same ticket for 2024? I don't know. First of all, I don't think DeSantis has ever attacked them. Listen, that's Trump's M.O. you got to remember, no, no, I brother, understand Trump that, but... spent 50 years as a hardcore Democrat, hanging around right. with Bill Clinton, bribing Chuck Schumer, bribing, hiring Ed Burke, hiring Rahm Emanuel. This is why I was never a Trump guy. I like a lot of his policies. But to me, if there's a, if there's a primary, I'm going against them hard, especially on the I fact agree. you did two things I'll never, ever forgive you. Number one, you you indemnified and gave immunity to Big Pharma, and you called it Operation Warp Speed. I don't want anything from those rat bastards fast. And And you shut down my economy. On those two things, do me a favor. Mar-a-Lago, you look good when you're golfing. You're hitting the ball good. You're an old man right down the middle. Keep that up. In the meantime, be a kingmaker. Don't try to be king. I'm tired of waiting and wondering if they're going to die in the morning. And I think he should have held off to after the midterms to... uh, uh, put the spotlight on himself that he's going to make this big announcement. I think he kind of yeah. hurt him a little. Please, That's I, my opinion. Thanks, Sean. Yeah. Thank you very much. I just hope we don't have to hear from the kids. I'm so sick of these legacy families, that oligarch system. I'm, I'm ready to break that apart. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting, sexist pig, and an absolute disgrace. Thank you. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. One of my favorite parts of this job is the interview. I absolutely love it. And as I'm reading this young man's resume, all I keep thinking about is how amazingly proud, and I mean this not in a condescending way, amazingly proud his parents must be. He's a young man. This is a young man. He's already an author. He writes for The Federalist, The Washington Examiner, The Daily Signal, among others. His new book, An Inconvenient Minority, is out now. He's the president of a nonprofit organization, Color Us United, advocating for something that all civilized people have been advocating for for thousands of years, a colorblind society. He's also one of the leads, insiders, in the case of the Harvard students 
for fair admissions versus Harvard. His name is Kenny Chu. Kenny, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate you making time. I know this is a busy time for you. Yeah, no, thank you so much for having me. I have to say... Thank you um, for the compliment. Go oh, ahead. I, no, really. When I when my wife was pregnant, I didn't want a boy because I was afraid he'd let me down in a multitude of areas. And then I look at your resume, and I think all the, how how proud your father and mother are. But the reality is, you are doing this from a position of obvious righteousness and obvious civil uh, civility is the only word. The idea that we are advocating for racism in the name of correcting somebody else's racism is astonishing to me in the year 2022. This is not something I grew up with, and I was born in the 60s. And the idea that we are now, in the year 2022, dealing with racists of a, of a, of a flavor society likes is outrageous to me. It is. And you know what, Sean? I almost fell into it, too. Uh, I almost bought Harvard's Kool-Aid, too. Um, they would say things like, well, admissions is just a lottery, and also... You know, who cares, you know, if if, uh, you don't get in? And it's just a few spots, you know. It doesn't matter if we use race. Um, But it does. It does. And I had to convict myself of that, despite my lack of support from my woke faculty when I was writing An Inconvenient Minority. Um, Asians are being discriminated by Harvard because Harvard uses a diversity ideology where they say, well, we can't have too many Asians on our campus. Otherwise, we won't look so good to our donors. So they have outrageous. a policy that makes Asians. It's outrageous. 270 points higher on the SAT for Asians that Asians have to get just to have the same chance of admission as a black person. And uh, this, this is a new form of racism, this neo-racism, uh, and it's being practiced by the most elite institutions in our land. This is a twofold problem, the way I see it. Number one, there's always an assault in this country because we follow a certain form of Marxism that attacks excellence. And it seems to be accepted by those other people who can't quite achieve it. You're not only insulting Asians who uh, have an excellent history of success because they live according to certain standards. You're also insulting other races, black, Hispanic, white. How in the world do they get away with this? by pandering of low expectations have you know i always say when i start my show and i read some of these outrageous stories they're lucky i'm not black are there not black people that are outraged at this yeah it it is outrageous uh, especially to black americans that they are treated in such a highfalutin way patronizing way oh you guys can get in because we need more diversity spots rather than you get in because you're married imagine hearing that with yourself come on in stupid you look good in the front row go ahead i mean it's ridiculous that they accept this and then it's also ridiculous that that a university that will practice this kind of open bias this open grading on a curve has any credibility at all and after all do they among people who are in the know after all harvard's just a hedge fund that it teaches classes once in a while isn't it (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and tax tax free too. And guess what? We're subsidizing this. Our taxpayers, we're subsidizing discrimination in the name of wokeness. That's what we're doing. That's how people have to look at this. This is why this case, as argued before the Supreme Court last week, the justices were so skeptical of Harvard. I'm so glad they're not giving the lawyers any deference because they don't deserve any deference. The problem you have, as far as I can see it, is that sitting on the Supreme Court, I call her affirmative action, Jackson. I never thought I'd live in my life when we said we're going to pick a Supreme Court justice based on her genitals and her color. 
I can't believe that this is even a valid. And first of all, it's very politicized anyway. The Supreme Court has been for decades and will be for the future. Nothing more than insiders who are connected to, to politicians that get appointed. You're not getting the scholars that you had in Antony Scalia. Uh, and I don't know if you'll ever get that again. If this kind of open racism is accepted in a society, do you think you're going to win? Yes, I do. I think the justices are finally going to vote down uh, this discrimination in the name of diversity. Um, and, you know, reminder about Katanji Brown Jackson. But Joe Biden literally said, we're going to nominate a black woman crazy. to read the Supreme Court justice. It has to be one. It's like... Yeah, what kind of message does that send? You well, know, you made her you know, irrelevant. You can get in now is because you are one of those categories. And you made her irrelevant. For the rest of my life, for the rest of the kids' lives who are aware of exactly how how racist the Joe Biden administration right. is, her judge her her judge her her decisions mean nothing. She means nothing to me now. I don't care how she votes on anything. The reality is they've harmed the credibility of the government in a way in which I don't think they can ever recover among me, myself, and my friends, and my peers, I'm wondering, do your peers feel the same way? Does the government have credibility in your mind? Not this one. No. And, and by the way, um, this is not just a Biden problem. This is a progressivism problem writ large. Um, you see this. Uh, you see this in the way that you know Asians are being treated, have been treated in the discourse for you know about 20 years now. The left is now coming up with excuses to punish Asians for being successful. They're now calling Asians white adjacent. That's their new term, and that's what my book, An Inconvenient Minority, is talking about. As soon as a minority becomes successful enough to be excellent in this country, uh, the left is pounces on them, they punish them, and that's exactly what's happening right now at Harvard and across the political sphere. And it also takes away the nuances of, of, of legacy nationalities. All Asians are not the same. The idea that we look at them this way is as ridiculous as looking at all black people the same or all white people the same. Do you think we're ever going to get to the character level? Because it's not intelligence, it's character. Where we start to treat people the way this country was supposed to treat people as individuals. Do you think society can ever get to that? Or is there simply more money in a palatable racism that we are now practicing? Well, there's a, I can tell you what. I hope that both those things are true. Number one, there is a lot of money right now in the racism industry. George Soros just donated $220 million to Black Lives Matter and associated groups. All of these people care about is treating people by the race. These are all these nonprofits care about. They don't care about racial justice. They don't care about social justice at all. Um, and then, but all the while, all of this money that's sinking in, I think Americans are waking up to that. And that's why I started Color Us United, because I do believe that Americans are waking up to this DEI ideology peddled in corporations and businesses. And if you're an employee who is your employer is sucking up to this ideology and mistreating their employees and treating them on race because of that, you got to sign up for ColorUsUnited.org. Go to our newsletter and uh, we send us a tip. I've got two college kids that are going to go to this today, I guarantee you, or I'll stop paying for stuff. In the meantime, it's very interesting as to, I'm wondering, what is the acceptance? What is, what is your, how are you being received among your own generation? I think that my, my generation right now is actually very receptive to the, to the things that I'm talking about. I had a liberal friend at Davidson, which is the college I went to in North Carolina. You know, he disagreed with me on everything, but he was a liberal white guy. 
and he just got his first job out of college or the application process, and he just said, wow, this is so unfair. You know, my, my black colleague, who I have no disrespect for, is just getting all of the benefits and all the promotion, even though I know that I'm doing a better job than him. It's like, and think about high school level. High schoolers aren't stupid, okay? They know who the smartest people in the class are. And when it's very clear that the mediocre intellect is getting in because they have daddy's money or because they're a certain color, they're going to recognize that. And that sets up their sense of justice and individual structure for the rest of their lives. I want you to use my term, government supremacists, because this is what we're facing. And, and I, I get this because when I was young, there was a man by the name of Thomas Sowell who wrote a book called Black Rednecks and White Liberals. And in that book, he went through the different policies and the different profiteering, mainly by government-approved oligarchs of very selective races. You now see the outrageousness and the failures in the Marxists' Black Lives Matter who stole the money and became real estate speculators. Do you think that scandal will resonate with young people who are trying to get their own profits and, and, and their own work and the proceeds from it? Or do you think this will be admired, as it is in Chicago, as they admire the government schemes and the government gangsterism? Do you think maybe your generation will reject it? I think young people are they're very susceptible to what's popular. And I'll tell you what, there's so much money being put into making Black Lives Matter and this government supremacy seem popular. Um, but I do ultimately think that there's a good chance if we get this message across and we say, hey guys, how would you like to be treated on the basis of race? How many of them would raise their hand? Then I would just clearly show this policy saying, this is how whites are treated at American Express. They're being fired and this is an actual policy, to make room for 15% um, black employees, this sounds like a racist policy. And everybody I talk to would oppose that as well. So you just have to show them the facts. Kenny Chu, I cannot tell you how much I am. Just you, you give me optimism because you're a young man that understands the complexity of government supremacy, understands the oligarch system and the bastardization of liberty and principles of Americanism and the beauty that we're based on the individual and the enlightenment as we are losing that, ironically, by people voting their freedoms away. So, Kenny Chu, what you did today is you gave somebody who normally is very pessimistic about the future. You actually, I think you're going to be responsible for keeping my hair. So thank you very much, my friend. And honestly, you are more than welcome here. Anytime you write something and anytime you want to promote it, I open my doors to you at any time. You keep my producer's number and email, and you please stay in contact with me because you made my day, kid. Thank you, Sean. That's an honor. I appreciate it. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. <laughs> Are you Kenny Jean me? It's Kenny Chu. I'll tell you what, I was impressed, beyond impressed, because that is the future. And as long as there is a group of kids who understand exactly what government supremacists are covering up, the true scandal of a corrupt mafia and the money laundering scheme, Joe Biden will go down in history as the worst, most corrupt, incompetent political whore 
this country ever lived through. The entire Democrat mafia will be used as a punching, as a, as a punchline. A punchline, Fetterman. Tell me about the rabbits, George, you moron. Did you hear what this idiot said on MSNBC? Fetterman, as a nominee at some point for president, um, I know there's some variables, obviously. <laughs> variables are he's a moron, you fracking goof. But then again, does it matter when you're a Democrat? I mean, does it matter? No, no, I'm just saying. I just, I just found it interesting that uh, Biden's being a pop of, a, 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 a cop, Biden's being an extremist. Oh, God. I mean, honestly, what a disgrace. Political party, it's a mafia. Thank goodness for kids like Kenny Chu, the book, An Inconvenient Minority, the organization Color Us United. If you have kids, they can go to Color Us United, check it out, and sign up. Maybe you can break the chain of these willing mafia members. Jimmy Lee Tillman the second, Chicago. How you doing, my man? What's going on, Sean Thompson? I don't know if I'm too early, but happy anniversary to you and your wife. Oh, make you. happy late anniversary to you and your wife. Want to throw that out there? That's very sweet. Of you. Thank you very much. Not a problem. Before you jump off the cliff, <clears throat> you know I roll with 45. Donald Trump is the greatest president of all time, especially for Black Americans. Now, when everybody screamed that the red wave didn't hit, they didn't check the hood. They didn't see the splash in the neighborhood. When all the numbers come out. You want to see, especially here in Crook County, that a large percentage of blacks did not vote Democrat. Either they pulled the red ticket or they voted independent, no, which means that the message, which means that the message is getting through. You see, now, even though I was robbed going through my little thing, I ain't going to spill spill milk over that. But the community looked at the Illinois GOP and was like, "Wow, y'all gave Jimmy Lee a chance." You saw Jimmy Lee go down to Bond County and says, Mega has no color. You saw Jimmy Lee go to Whiteside County and White County and hear him saying that the American first policy was the best policy of black America, that Trump, the greatest president of all time, had a policy that raised all votes, was given no quotas. So I can understand that all politics are local and people in Florida, because Florida is living it up. Pretty women, tan beaches, and DeSantis <laughs> is, the, is the man right now. But yeah. for my people, my community, what has been delivered, what was promised was given. There's no other president. There's no other nominee who can give it back to us but him. So as an unofficial leader of the mega movement, I'm telling all y'all to trust the plan. Hold the line. Don't, I know everybody. Looking at the no, listen, I said, if he's the nominee, I, listen, I, the greatest foreign policy president, the greatest jobs president, the greatest energy sector president is Donald J. Trump. There's no question about it. That being said, he better repent for shutting down my economy, and he better repent for giving Big Pharma a pass on poisoning and harming we don't know how many millions of people around the world. It's probably billions. So those are two things that I have a big beef with. But here's the other thing, Jimmy. I never Go ahead. I went to St. Joe's. You think I was going to gel with those Hinsdale drug addict trust fund babies? No. My guys were guys from your neighborhood. Okay? That's who I hung right. with. And what we did is when we got out, we went to work and we struggled. The IRS, the Gestapo of government, doesn't, know, doesn't care what color you are. They've got a system in place that makes it very difficult for men to become wealthy. Very difficult. Especially for honest men. And until all races understand, we got to stop fighting with... Honest society. 
and start fighting with the crooked one. And the crooked one always leads back to Washington, D.C. And in the meantime, they're spreading this hatred. They're spreading these lies. They've got society separated to where there are people of, of color who don't understand you're cheering for your greatest slave master, the government who turns us all into slaves with its corruption, with its waste, fraud, and abuse, and with them telling us that it's normal. It's not normal. And that's how ghettos get bigger and good areas get smaller. They got us right where they want us, especially in these areas they rule over. And that's why Trump is the best thing for America, because when he came in within that first year, all of that was reversed instantly. Yeah, And I'm sure when he gets back, it will go back to that. And that's what the problem was with the party. You see, if they would have only spoke on like, now, Bailey, if you hear me now, I try to tell you this. <clears throat> there was no water in Dixmore. The black Americans want to hear the Republican Party talk about the no water in Dixmore. Brady, yeah. if you say to the clean the roads out, Brady, remove the illegal immigrants off the roads, they want to hear that. Yo, Tom DeVore, they want to hear if you really They're afraid to, to talk up. to men. They're afraid to talk like you know. men, and they're afraid to talk to men. I'm sorry, brother. That's just the way it is. I look at somebody, I don't judge them by their race, I judge them by their character, and I don't give a rip what color you are. If you don't have good character, you are my enemy. If you are a man of character, and I don't care what color you are, you are my brother. Simple. These Republicans can't do that because they're cowards. They get there by putting lipstick on fraud. They get there by conning people into accepting them. Oh, he's okay. you got to stand ready to offend scumbags, because if you're a scumbag and I smell you out, you are my enemy. And this is something that politicians can't run on because they're whores. Well, like Grits and Greens, like the old show Grits and Greens, Strike Again, like Ennis, the old TV show. Let me tell you something. The fact that we, Sean Thompson, me and your listeners all around America was able to push back Title IX. And you challenged my community. You said, well, how do your community feel about that, Jimmy? My community came up in uproar. And you don't have, you have no idea now how they're open right now, waiting. So where everybody's in their corner crying about the election, how we didn't win, me and my sister are dancing how we did win, how we made tribes, and we know probably in four years, we got two to four years, in the next two cycles, change will happen. You see, you got to sit back and peel it back, everybody. Don't so even listen. be mad at Dan Prof. Don't be mad at Dan Prof. Don't have me on the show neither. I should be mad at Dan Prof too. Don't be mad at Dan Prop. Be mad at Jeannie Ives. It's her fault. It's her ticket. Be mad at her. Leave Dan Prop alone. <laughs> hey, listen, I'll be in town for Thanksgiving. You come over. We have a cigar. Agreed? I would, I would love to do that. And um, tell your family I love them. Hold on. My sister told me to tell you that I do have a book called Tillman's Handbook on Great Black American Patriots. And it shows you how black and whites work together like me and Sean Thompson are doing right now. You can find that at TillmanFamilyPress.com. And the red wave is here, everybody. Just hold the line and trust the plan. Jimmy Lee Tillman the second. Thank you for calling. Thank you. I'll see you soon. All right. Thank, Thank you, you, my friend. Thank you. 312-642-5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM 560, the answer. The Democrat morons. They elected a dead guy in Pennsylvania. 
And here's the scoop. He wasn't the dumbest of the candidates they elected. They elected Lenny from Of Mice and Men. Tell me about the rabbits, Jim. Okay, Sean. The prediction business is getting a little rugged. I don't think anybody's really standing tall in this racket. But I just want to say, I think you can put a uh, fork in Trump. Yeah. I think that's my prediction. And he's got the derriere to prove it. He has the biggest derriere in American history, you know. Let me ask you a question. What do you miss miss most about working for the street department in Chicago? Do you miss the breaks, the naps, or the free lunch? I miss a couple of saloons that I love dearly. That uh, My liver is a little shot and I can't get back in them. But I love to to be sitting there now, Bill. I'll (laughs) tell you what. What makes me smile is at least the money's going to some good guys like Jim who have stretch marks on their neck and they don't run from the fact that it's a scam. Thank you, Jim. Cream up. In the meantime, let's go to John in Genoa. Hey, Sean. Love your show. Thank I've been listening to you for a while now, and uh, I had this thing about uh, this big red wave uh, when it was, like, being announced and, and oh, it's, you know, it's going to happen, and I was hopeful for it, and I was... But then I was looking at the polls. But if you look at the polls that they were showing... Every it was so close to every every that where is this red wave at? I mean, yes, we're close, we're neck and neck, we're neck and neck, and what what ended up happening? Happening, yeah, we're pretty much neck and neck, right? That's that's it's like, that's wait the a way minute. a good guy from Genoa looks at it, or you could look at it. Oh, well, I'll tell you, I'm not. I I found myself out here. I I, uh, I started my business out here years ago. I built like sixty five homes out here, but now uh, uh, two thousand eight kind of. Uh, yeah. I had changed sectors here. So, but anyways, but uh, so I drive in and out. A guy like me looks at it. You've got a you've got a Marxist mafia propaganda pravda pretending to be the media, who's well, you know, yeah, the way I look at giving you the polls from their position of their opinion. Exactly. So they're well, I, I'm you thinking, for I'm, theft. <laughs> exactly, and that's what I was just going to get at. Is like okay. Uh, uh, I think the Democrats and the media played us like a piano. Yeah, I think they. I, I think they just they, they they did that. They're not as dumb as you as we no, think they are. I diabolical, think, John. They're exactly. they still, listen, brother. They're yeah. stealing trillions. You think they're going to stop at an election? They're stealing right. trillions, billions. You've got a billion dollar exit ramp. How many companies yeah. wet their beak? It's been going on for 13 years. It took four years to build yeah. the Hoover Dam. It cost more to build yeah. the Jane Byrne exit ramp than the Hoover Dam. You know how many companies <laughs> well, course, are stealing from that son of a gun? Yeah. Now imagine the rest of the skullduggery going on. Now add yeah. up every Democrat sewer and every Democrat yeah. politician. Not to yeah. mention their army yeah. of enforcers. La Cosa Nostra, the exactly. union extortion it, it, mafia for municipalities. I know my come on, my brother, best you know friend that. that I grew up, my best friend that I grew up with is a cement finisher, and he, I love him to death. And we 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 can't talk politics though. So, <laughs> but I but it, that's fine. And but yeah, and I'm a, oh, I just do? don't. We're losing where John we're, we're John, at, babe. I'm country. sorry. No, we're, uh, we're we call, I call it either. Uh, to know where because it is the, or the townspeople want it Genoa. No. It's really I'm gonna go Genoa like the salami. Thank you, John, from Genoa. Devin, Illinois. How you doing? Good, Devin, how are you? Good, good. I'll keep it short. Um 
it bothers me that the, the news and even Republican conservatives are are, te- are pinning Trump versus DeSantis and yeah. Trump should go off in the sunset. The reason why we're here and got this far is because of Trump. Bingo. One, DeSantis has never talked about 2020 election. Two, I know he's fighting the indoctrination of children with uh, making it illegal to teach sex ed from kindergarten to third grade. But third grade is only eight years old. And to me, that's not good. Fifth, not I could good be enough. wrong, but I think it's fifth grade. I could be wrong. I'm going to double check that one. Double check it. I'm going to double check that one. You have to understand, Devin. I don't, I don't give a rip about any of that. I mean, I do, but I don't give a rip about any of that. There's the one major difference. I was here. When Trump shut down the economy in America, Ron DeSantis said, now, poppycock, poppycock. Not only didn't he have no. to, he has no authority to. Just people are he willing to He was the commander in chief. Get the hell out of here. He's still America. You don't take away people's business. Poppycock. Get the hell out of here. What about the, the indemnifying the big pharma? What about that? Yeah, you okay. Operation Warp Speed. Right here with your Operation Warp Speed. He was great for the energy sector, great foreign policy, did great things. He's not a god. And he's 80 fracking years old. How about you go sit down for a while? Everybody, why you want an 87-year-old guy? I'm sorry, I don't. Neil and Bartlett. I Don't give me that rah-rah hey, bulldog. I'll chew your throat out. Go ahead. <laughs> That's all right. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yep. All right, good. Yeah, no, totally. I talked to my son about this uh, the last week, and he's underst- he's trying to understand. I try to explain the same thing you've told everybody else online. But here's my question to you. How do we protect <clears throat> the Electoral College vote moving forward in the next year? Because it's in the Constitution. You- it's in the Constitution. That being said, can the fascist mafia get rid of it? Yeah. Yeah, they can. Now, is it going to be easy? Yeah. No, it'll so take an how, amendment. How do we protect that? How do the we Convention protect of the States, because... you support Convention of the States who are working tirelessly, Heritage Foundation, uh, and numerous lo- law firms and, and legal counsels who are attacking uh, the government who would try to change the fundamental schematics of, a, of its structure. But, you know, that being said, I'm going to go, I'm going to, go to the last call. Hold on, who's because, probably I mean, a, a wonderful like, guy. First of all, they've do you understand that Trump um, the system didn't, that we have right now? So how 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 can they not like stop going and attack that that area and completely it'll come from take the, over? It'll come from the people in well-run states like Tennessee, like Texas, like uh, like Florida. It'll come from the from the states that want integrity that are pushing back against the corrupt mafia states like Illinois. And so, unfortunately, that's the answer. But you know, exactly. real quick. That should have been challenged. I live in Illinois. Look, I went there and I had a woman who, when I voted, she was telling people how to get their ballots taken to their home, like for forever. She goes, "You can sit here. You can come in. You can get your ballots delivered to you forever yeah. from and now on." And that's another. You know, I I, I sat with Jenna Ellis. They should have been on on top of so so much skullduggery that was accepted too. You know, there, there's a lot of things that dropped the ball. Trump was the greatest president of our lifetime. There's no question about it. But he made some huge mistakes that I think are unforgivable. Thank you, Neil. That being said, if he's the nominee, I'll vote for him. But I really don't want him to be a nominee. What about you? 312-642-5600. 
This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. You have a chance to be objective. You have a system that's corrupted. Not a good position to be in. But there's no excuse for putting lipstick on pigs. You have to call it the way it is. I think the greatest foreign policy saved the lives of God knows how many people. There's no question about it, Donald Trump. No question about it. What gives any president the right to seize your property and shut down the federal government's economy or shut down people's economy? Thank God for individuals. And it was more than just DeSantis who said, not on my watch. That's all you need to know. And you're, you're mad that the, 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 the sex devious is stops at third grade or fifth grade. How about the fact that he made a point of it and won? That's big. Joe in Palatine. Hey, how are you, Sean? Thank you so much for all that you're doing. The reason why I really love you, man, is you oh. tell the truth. And and it's not about Democrat or Republicans. I don't get what people don't understand. It's about the one percenters in this world. Yeah. It, they're criminals. They, they, and you know, we had referendums here in Palatine. Grandpa told me at 12 years old, don't vote for it. Your property tax are going to go up. They both pass. And you I know, go, you know what else are fries people me? this dumb? You know what else fries me? I'm going to tell you right now. You got a, you're a multi-billionaire, right? You got all the power in the world. And you're going to bribe and go along with bribing Democrats? I mean, that's serious. I don't have, I, I, listen, I didn't have two nickels to rub together. And I wasn't going to bribe or go along with the Democrat mafia scheme ever in my life. I don't give a frack about the money. You have character, and that's all you have. You're going to hire Ed Burke as your lawyer. You're going to hire Rahm Emanuel. You're going to pay. You're going to give $2 million to Chuck Schumer. You're going to pal around with Bill Clinton. Great guy. Did great things. Did better than I expected, especially the energy sector. Couldn't believe it. Wonderful, wonderful energy policy. I love that about him. Greatest president in my lifetime. But am I supposed to forget about that? Am I supposed to forget about shutting down the businesses of mom and pop shops like that fat pig that's in what Illinois? Built this country. Come on, man. I'm sorry, brother. I'm not a politician. No, that's all right. Hey, I'm going to be your neighbor in about two years because I'm getting out of here. I can't stand these corrupt bastards anymore. Good. I I'm love just it. I'm done with them. Can't wait to meet you. Thank all right. You, thanks. Bro. Hey, keep up the good work, man. I, we come from the same neighborhood. I Thank love you, you, brother. I love you back. Thank you. And here's another guy. I don't even know if he's going to agree with me. But this is a guy who has an idea what it's like and how many lives Trump saved. Ramon, Carol Stream, combat vet. Hi, Ramon. Sean, Sean it's such an honor to no, talk to no. you. I listen to you every day. It's my honor, man. I, uh, Come on. I work at the Cook County Sheriff's Department. All right. My cousin ran against Tom Dart. Tom oh. Dart put his goons against me. Yeah. Uh, they started to spy on me because of my cousin. However, I'm a Republican. I turned Republican. I moved from Melville's Park to Carroll Stream after my divorce. I'm trying to. Get, I'm trying to get to Florida. Um, I have a question for you, uh, for the fellow conservatives out there. Yeah. The Latinos and blacks came to vote. We came to vote. The cavalry comes. My question is, I, I feel as a veteran, I feel like, I feel like that our freedom's gone. I fought for that freedom. I fought in Iraq for that freedom. Now Ramon. I, our freedom's gone. I vote. I stood and fought. Where's everybody at? I want you to hang on, Ramon. I want you to hang on. Hang on. Honey Bunny, get Ramon's uh, email. I want to talk to him. All right, thank you, guys. We'll be back after this. 
From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. You know, it's funny. It's always the end of the world. It's always the toughest times. Perspective is often lost. My next guest has a new book out. His name is Richard V. Battle. He's written six books. His latest book, Made in America by Americans, not Americans. And I wanted to ask him, Richard V. Battle, is this the most contentious midterm this country's ever had? Uh, good afternoon, Sean. Thank you so much for having me with you. And I believe so, and they've been getting that way more and more because we're not technically voting Democrats versus Republicans anymore. We're voting the elites versus the citizens who believe in liberty like we do, the globalists versus the Americans who made the country in big politics versus individual liberty. And that's what the threat is, and the parties are just the facades for that. And the problem we also have is the oligarchs. We've got a backdoor European oligarch system, right? They've backdoor nationalized extremely important sectors. They've taken over, uh, they've done this the whole time practicing a tax philosophy that was the second plank of the Communist Manifesto that has been endorsed by the duopoly of Republicans and Democrats. We are turning to the greatest, most proven, most obvious liars in our society for the results of elections that can never be audited. That's the part I find depressing. I completely agree with you. There's a reason that this country was the youngest and the richest is because it was based with people that came here to have ownership over their property, their intellectual and their work property. That is the premise of the Enlightenment. However, it also has been coveted by government supremacists of both parties. Have they, in fact, outsmarted us? Or is there a, an, opt, an option, an opportunity in the future to push it back? And does it ultimately lie in the hands of one man, which I reject? I'm wondering what you think. Well, I agree with you that there are statists and globalists who want to take our country and take our sovereignty away and take our exceptionalism away and just make us one of many countries around the world. And we have to fight that. I don't think one man will lead the movement. I don't think it's a one-man movement. I think it is millions of us around the country. And we're not dependent on one man or one woman to lead us. We're there. Now, we need to pick the best person to lead us as we go forward. But it's going to be essential that we push back on this movement to take our freedoms away. And as I always tell people, vote liberty first. I love your introduction. Uh, personal liberty. We never hear politicians today from either party talking about liberty. And if we go back and look at the founders and look at their sayings, they talked about liberty all the time because they knew what it was like not to have it, and they knew how special and unique the gift of liberty was that they set up with the Declaration and the Constitution for us. And that, I believe in that. Listen, that's the name of everything I cherish, right? Everything is about liberty. Everything is about freedom, because I am a believer of the Enlightenment, and I understand 
although beautiful country, America is not really a place. It's an idea. It's an idea of the Enlightenment. It's an idea of individual sovereignty. That group of people that believe the way I do is shrinking by the minute. By the minute. And I believe at a certain point, corruption becomes so systemic and so accepted because I'm from a city that was once great and a state that was once proud and great that is so corrupted that they now want to welcome their abuser, their slave master. And that slavery isn't about race, it's about ideology. And these policies, these practices of this corporatocracy that we pretend is a free government are so entrenched that the only way to to break it is to secede from it. What do you think about that? Well, I think that's always an option down the road. And, And one of the chapters in Made in America by Americans, not Americans, is... Is there any difference between being a slave to man and a slave to government? No. And that's something we need to use to wake people up to realize that our liberties have been, are, and are going to be stolen if we don't stand up and push back uh, and demand liberty again. And so that's what's so important. One of my arguments that I often have is that, and I have this with a lot of people who, and I supported Donald Trump's policies. There were some I didn't like at all. And I just had a a back and forth with a caller. And that is the idea that any president, any man, can authorize other men to shut down the property of others. This is a philosophical disagreement that I've had over the last two years. And although I will go to my grave saying the greatest foreign policy president was Donald Trump, the greatest energy sector president was Donald Trump. Arguably the greatest nullifier of favored nation status through through trade terminology was great was Donald Trump. There's no question about it. However, I am having a hard time reconciling that with his authorization for governors and for others to shut down businesses and to imprison and enslave and put people under house arrest. That's something that I find outrageous to me. And it's with only those governors that stood up and those citizens who stood up and said, no, you can't do this to me. And they obviously were railroaded for the most part. But to me, we're going to have this discussion for the next two years. And this will be the theater that entertains Americans as they continue to be abused by their government under a Biden regime. How can we navigate this and survive at the end of it? Well, I think you're you're exactly correct first. And any president, whether it's Biden, Trump, or any other one, the, the power shift toward the executive has been massive. And the use of executive orders that are unconstitutional have been massive. And I, I think that the response has to be when we don't have Congress to push back, the states have to sue on every executive order, band together, because the states have lost their power in this federal system over the last 100 years. And this is an opportunity for the states to reassert their standing in our government and their power in our government as well. And one of the things I advocate is it's overwhelming. There's so much going on that we can be overwhelmed, that none of us can do everything we want to do to make the changes we want to make. And so what I advocate is for people to find the one thing that they have a passion for, school board, city council, whatever it is, find that one thing, invest yourself into it, make a difference on it, and if enough of us exercise our citizenship responsibilities 
then we will get back to where we want to be. You know, the way to tear apart communism, Marxism, fascism, is to rip it out the way it was implemented, the way it was laid. This is extremely hard. And I'll tell you what I mean. You're a motivational speaker. You're a businessman. We have a nation that has accepted the idea that it is okay to limit individuals in the name of the, of the state, in the name of society. This is something that should have been pushed back half a century ago. Yet everybody that's tried has been nullified. There has yet to be a, a, a movement, and the Tea Party is the greatest example of failure, that goes with a mission of putting restraints the only place in this nation they are supposed to be on the government. And taking the people and freeing the people. And they failed for 12 years. It is now normal to be strapped with the yoke of communism, of Marxism, of corruption, of Obamacare. We can't remove the simple, the most obvious failure and the most recent. How are we ever going to remove the idea that it is okay to steal a man's income in the name of another? Well, I think we have to, we have to fight first. And then second, we have to be evangelists for our beliefs, and we have to educate the young coming up. You're doing it with your show. I'm doing it with the efforts that I have. Others are doing it as well. And it's it's not an easy or a short-term fix because we have to change hearts and minds to what liberty gives people versus what they've bought off on with all of this excess government dependence and the amount of liberty stolen from us during my lifetime is breathtaking. It truly is, Richard. I, 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 when were you born? I, I think I read your bio. Was it 51? Uh, yes. Think about what has become accepted as you were a child, young man, growing up, your grandfather, your father, all of that that we went to war for. You were alive, a young man in Vietnam. You were, we lost 60,000 boys, God knows how many others injured, to fight what is now called the Democrat Socialists of Vietnam. As we sit here, we're ruled by people who admit they share the same ideals. You have an organization in, in, these, in these mafia-run states like Illinois. They call themselves the Worker Right Amendment, the Worker Right Party. The verbiage of the Third Reich. Sovietism is now accepted as we strip away assets from anybody who doesn't do the goose step to the government. It is within a small group of states that are pushing back. In our founding documents are the rights of those states. Would it be not smarter for good people to go to those areas and push back from positions of strength rather than good people like Illinoisans who are good, the few, who are ramrod at every election. What, what would your advice be for the future? Because we're going to have to be uncomfortable if we're going to take back our freedoms. I don't want violence. I'm anti-war. Believe me, I am. That's, why I, that's how I base most of my philosophies on I'm the real liberal. I'm the real uh, person who's striving for freedom. But freedom isn't for everybody. There's a certain comfort in the cult of safety, and we're witnessed that over the last two and a half years. Shouldn't the good people that are trapped in bad areas go to good areas like Texas, like Tennessee, like North Dakota, Florida, and push back and use good people that are in government there? Well, I think the answer, in my opinion, is both. Uh, some people should go, and some people should stay and, and fight where they're at. 
and that's what it's going to take. Uh, at some point, there may be a split in the country, and, and God help us, I hope if it happens, it's a peaceful one and not one of a civil war like we went through before. Uh, but my parents and grandparents would be shocked. They would have never taken a government dime for anything, even if they were starving to death, because back then we took care of each other, family, friends, neighbors, and fellow church people. And taking anything from the government was the last thing you would do. Even as late as Ronald Reagan, we were told and everyone believed uh, the biggest lie was, I'm from the government and I'm here to help you. And in just a generation and a half since then, we've moved so far to one side where people now want stimulus checks and become dependent on it and think it's okay for the government to send them money. And they never think about where the money comes from. We're so ignorant in the country about where wealth and money come from and who creates it and who has to pay the debts. Are you dismayed that the people that are doing this to us are baby boomers themselves? These are people that are 80 70. This is just considered the working class in our government. And I'm wondering, should that be accepted or should there be an age limit on these professional politicians who all amass crazy fortunes, Richard, that a guy like you who's worked your ass off for 60 years have a hard time hanging on to? Yet here they are in the only area of the of, of the economy that's tax free government. Well, yes, and uh, I believe in term limits for elected politicians and professional politicians in that evolution, especially since World War II, is one of the major causes of, of the issues we have. And we talk about the swamp a lot. I've never heard anyone really define it, and I have my definition of the swamp is is that we're governed by career politicians for the benefit of career lobbyists executed by career bureaucrats and protected by the career media people. And that's a syndicate that has to be totally broken before we can win and take back our liberty. That's what I call the mafia, La Cosa Nostra. They call it a swamp. It makes my ears hurt because it's not sufficient. Because swamps are unhappy places you don't want to live. Washington is exactly where you want to live. It's recession-proof. There's never a bad economy. It's always thriving. And if you can't be a politician, you're better off being a drug dealer or a hooker in Washington. They seem to thrive. I'm so sick of pretending we have representation versus rulers. This is what I try to communicate to the people. And in order to take it back, the only restraints in our society where they're ever supposed to be are on the only place where they're never. That's Washington, D.C. And until people wake up, we're just going to be arguing amongst ourselves while they laugh at us in $6,000 suits. Well, and you're correct, and it's the same thing at the state houses. And one of the two things, one is the people in Washington, the state houses, never participate in any suffering that they inflict upon us. Uh, They always take care of themselves. They never ask for the government to cut their budget, but they ask us to cut ours. And the saddest thing I ever see is when I drive through small towns, and they're very dilapidated. Even the people who are supposedly rich, it's dilapidated. But then every government building you see is spare no expense. It's all first class uh, for the government. Richard, never go to Chicago, my friend. Never go to Chicago. The entire city now is a ghetto, except for the hallowed halls of corruption. 
known as the government places and how they live and there's drivers with guns and there's security and their expense accounts and it just keeps feeding on itself. Ultimately, the snake eating its tail, pretending to be a good hunter, has to ultimately suffer and die, doesn't it? Does it ever go bankrupt or has that been corrupted too on the federal level? Well, and that's what we need is people that would go to office and unwind things that have been done. And that is not going to happen with professional politicians. And the reason citizen representation worked at our founding was people would only go to the state house for Washington for two or four years because of the sacrifice. And they did not inflict on their neighbors laws that were bad because they knew their neighbors might go to Washington or the state house next and have retribution on them. Now these professional politicians can inflict pain on us with impunity. They say they're doing things for us, but the government cannot. It's physically impossible to do anything for us without doing something to us. And the only question is whether they abuse all of us with what they do or whether they pick winners and losers with certain things they do when they do it. Well, if anybody's up for the fight, it's a guy by the name of Richard V. Battle. You were born for this, kid. I love it. What a great name that is. In the meantime, Made in America uh, by Americans, not Americans. He continues to name things wonderfully. I love it. Thank you so much, Richard, for coming on the show. I truly appreciate it. Fifth-generation Texan. Remember the Alamo. I love it. God knows the legacies Sean, of your family. you got to write a book about that one day. <laughs> Sean, my pleasure. God bless America and keep up the good fight. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. You know, it's funny, I'm thinking about, I forgot his name, the guy that called. I'm just as PO'd as he is, and just as aggravated, if not more so, that Trump was robbed in 2020. I get it. I'm with you. Stolen. There's no fracking way 81 million morons voted for Joe Biden. No question about it. The day after I put the sign on my business, Biden voters keep out. You call my cell phone, I tell you in my voice recording, if you voted for Biden, I'll never call you back and don't call me. I get it. Nobody's more irritated. This should be the time of Trump and everybody should be thriving. But the answer is not to stick the fork in the light socket again. The answer is use every angle you can to secure your future, your family's future, from a high ground position and throw every Republican out that went along with it. That's the answer. But to pretend that this is going to happen, there's going to be a different outcome. If you don't do that, you're making a huge mistake, man. Huge mistake. Frankie, Lake County. Hey, what's up, Sean? You know, you called it a month or two ago. I called, and I'm like, you know, this is all. I'm not going to expect anything because, uh, you you know, it was it was already set set up. Yeah. It's no big deal. It's all, we live like this here. Come but, on, Frank. Uh, These guys steal billions. Fire, you know? Yeah, they steal billions. You don't think they're going to steal elections and strongholds they got? Do you think you're ever going to get a fair election with uh, what Ele- Silky G, Alexi Janulius, you ain't gonna get a first. Yeah, how does problem. he even run again? Is beyond me. You know, and people scandal alone, he should be in the who's cow. But you play shirts no and skins with Obama. For these people, 
Come on, man. You that's why I couldn't take it anymore. Couldn't take it. You're gonna make a jerk out of me. You're gonna you're gonna laugh at me. Rob my fracking money. Then make fun well, of me. Give me a couple years and I'll I'll move down there. I need a place, so I'll call you up. Good. I I own RunToFlorida.com, baby. That would seem very good. That was very smart to buy that. Thank you, Frankie. Appreciate it. Thank you. El, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Frankie. El Kuypers, what happened to Daloka? Hey, how are you, Sean? Well, I um, I won Will County 60% to 40%, but as soon as I crossed I-57 into Cook County, <laughs> I ended up getting 13.7% yeah, in, uh, in yeah. that area. So, and, and uh, you know, I... You remember I with Old Man Daly? Grabbing the yeah. bums, giving them five dollars for Ripple. Remember, throwing yeah. them in the yeah. election. We'll pull the lever. That's what you lost to, kid. Yeah, I don't even think they do that anymore. They just create votes, you know. So, but anyway, uh, I gave them a hell of a run. I had it, and then, uh, but when you lose ninety four hundred to fifteen hundred in Cook County, it's hard to overcome, you know. Yeah, so well, those are the same ones that vote for that runway model, uh, Tony Preckwinkle. They vote for that man's man, Lori Lightfoot. Come on, Al. Yeah. You're a man yeah. who believes in American principles, private property, liberty, freedom. Did you think you were going to win in the mafia? Come on, brother. I love you. But, yeah, what that guy, what the guy you had on before me, the, who wrote the book in te- from Texas, that guy about said everything the way it is, you know. They, yeah. uh, and these career politicians is where is, is what happens, you know. My my answer is good people go to good areas and secede. Thank you very much. It's not popular, but I'm not here to be popular. I'm not going to tell you something that's a lie. I'm not going to cheerleader Pollyanna. I don't care who it is. It's about the principle of Americanism, freedom, liberty. That's the only thing that could push back the corruption that is the American government, because they don't stand for that. They stand for a well-dressed fascism that you're going to love as a slave. Not me. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. You know, it's funny. I'm open in how I feel about the Illinois Republican scoundrels. I name names. The idea that they have lobbyist relatives and they hide the video gaming and their spouses. It's disgusting. It's despicable. There's a reason that Illinois is in the super minority. They deserve to be. The Illinois Republicans are the kind of scoundrels that produced an Adam Kinzinger, Darkin, Brady's, just legacy names of incompetence if you're kind, corruption if you're aware. Christine Shanahan McGovern didn't believe me. How about now? <laughs> no, listen, I actually did really well. I school, I got 47, a little bit more than 47% of a man that's been in there for 12 years. Oh, you did very um, good. I'm, I'm talking I, about the Illinois Republican establishment morphodites. How are they? I will, I will say that um, Tuesday night I did send a text, and it was very clear on what my message was. And there might have been a few F-bombs in there. Okay. Um, and it was, was it against well that narrow-shouldered attorney from the north side, that scumbag that threatened Devin? No, it was more directed towards Springfield, who had uh, control of the money. And, and they put money into races um, that 
you know, they obviously have control of who they, they decide which candidates they're going to support. But they didn't even consider investing in mine. I did. Whatever happened to the change from the 50 million that the front runner Ken Griven gave to his favorite political whore, uh, Richard Little Dick Irvin? I have no idea. I have no what? idea. I mean, you want me to believe you spent fifty million on that? Where's the Where's the change? Who's got I have the no money? Idea. Yeah. yeah, I do. I don't know, I but you know ideas. what? You know what is exciting, and I wanted to share this: um, that people I gained over five thousand votes from people who voted Democrat for the state rep, but voted for a Republican for the Senate. It's good. Um, it's phenomenal. And I Pritzker think gained amazing. seventy pounds. don't get me started about him but also i mean thank you for i'm not giving up my my focus is still moving forward um so you're not gonna uh, go to run the florida.com no no i do need a vacation though (laughs) yeah um I, I, you know, there's so many people who I have to thank, and I'm so blessed to have met so many great people, but there are still some people who need an FU, and I, I think that John Catanzaro is one of them. Um, oh, Curly's son? Still, Curly's grandson? I'm still bitter about him. Um, yeah. But you know what? I want to give a shout-out to the um, uh, Polish American Police Association. They did not endorse anyone in, in the 18th District. They had the balls to say, hey, I'm not doing what everyone else is doing. So thank you for them for having the courage to do that. And this is the Polish um, the Polish Police Foundation? Yep, yep. Do you know yeah, what's funny people. about the Polish people? I'm a, First of all, I love history. You know that. Do you know why people make jokes about Polish people? Do you know why? Because they no. had so much courage. They were being oppressed by militarized with weapons, bullets, cannons they had gatling guns and the men of poland wanted to fight the oppressors so they showed up on horseback with spears and swords and for that they're ridiculed when they should be touted as some of the bravest human beings on the planet did you know that and and that's why i have a certain respect for polish people except for the ones that drive around in mitsubishis with that scary eagle on their hood like polish ferraris i don't like those but the rest of them i love but go ahead Yes, I, I mean that was great when when they put out their endorsement list, and I saw that, and and they had a comment. You know, I, I think it was something for reasons we all know, um, and they did not endorse anyone in my friend. They're genetically her- brave, yeah. Polish people yeah. are genetically brave. They can't help it, and so are Irish. I mean, look at me. oh, come on, you short in the pants Democrat mafia members, come on now. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I I really I. I you know, I'm, I didn't come on here to talk about myself. I'm I'm very proud of all the candidates that came out, the grassroots candidates that worked their asses off and and did very well. But had we had the money from God knows who was thinking, making the decisions down there, oh, we could have had a different position. Yeah. Well, we're all yeah. proud of you. You're a wonderful person, and I wish you the best of luck. And uh, I love that you're going to keep beating your head against a rock. It's wonderful. I am. You know what? I'm not giving up. I am not giving up, and we'll see what... That's what the tenaciousness that comes from only something Irish women can make a, an acceptance to, that sexual frustration you're always going to fight. It's a genetic no, problem as frustrated. well. I'm not frustrated. Thank you very much. Well, that's probably, he's probably not all Irish. Thank you very much, Christine <laughs> Shanahan McGovern. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Good. We'll always support you. Robert in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, how you doing tonight? Good, how are you? 
Good. Well, listen, I just want to give you a little update on talking about election shenanigans here. I was yesterday, my wife, Mrs. Robert, and I were working on the polls as election judges, right. and I had my first experience firsthand. Long story short, the election judge judges were kind of um, turning their backs away from this guy. Two of the candidates, one for county board, one for state representative, putting sign, um, the moving election equipment up around the parking lot and campaigning right on the door of our library, right on the door. And I went out there and told them, no, you can't do that. And they, oh, well, 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 anyway, I called somebody who called another person. They got a call back from the election commission, and uh, Cones went back, but one of the election judges was out there trying to get me to put the stuff up close so they could probably blame me for it, which, forget that. And I think she was campaigning for her husband who was running for county board out here right on but i can't prove that but that's the one thing i miss about voting in elmwood park i used to love looking at the those wannabe youtube guys they had their leather jackets on like mono here vote for these guys you think i'm gonna i give a rip about your job cream puff i used to love making fun of those lazy bastards but I moved to a better place that would never tolerate the idea that Democrat apparatchiks get to hand you names of mafia members so they could hold their phony baloney jobs. So that's what you get, Robert. I wish you the best of luck. Thank you for standing up for righteousness in the face of the mafia. That's what it's like to be a good person trapped in a sewer of corruption. Tony Riverside. Hey, Sean. Hear me out. First of all, you rant and raving about Trump. No one knows what kind of pressure i mean the whole world was shutting down i didn't like it i didn't think we should do it but wait besides that i really think he feels like he should be vindicated because we we both know he really won the election he feels um, like he got and, but wait 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 yeah wait like well, wait, wait, wait hear me out right. hear me out i i don't think DeSantis will run his kids are too little of what they did to baron trump but that's beside the point why don't they just appease the man and hand him the gavel that would probably give him more satisfaction having to take that gavel out of Nancy Pelosi's hand than anything else. It'll he wouldn't never, have to go it'll through. Never, it'll never happen. It's a great theory. It's a great manipulation. It will never, ever happen. That well, they said, should, you know what, they if they're all worried about him running again and they don't want him to, they should do it. Republican politicians should unite and defend him in the face of, of persecution. By a corrupt DOJ. That's what they should do. And they should defend him on that level, and they should let him go away and be honored in the future the way he will be. You see, history will judge this. History will judge this as the most corrupt time in American history. When the most obvious corrupt political who are in American history sat in the most powerful house in the world as an asset of foreign oligarchs. That's what will happen. And Trump will be rightfully vindicated. As the yeah, one, but you and I won't be here. You, greatest, we, won't have, we won't live well, long enough to see it. That's the curse of allowing your society to be corrupted. Thank you very much, Tony. I appreciate Thank it. You. There are no quick fixes for systemic corruption. We'll be back after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM 560, The Answer. AM 560, The Answer. You too, Silvano. I ever tell you, this is when the Walkman was out. 
I got stuck in Cancun for one reason or another, and all I had was a U2 tape. I must have listened to Sunday Bloody Sunday 2,000 times. Uh, Kira Elgin. Hey, Sean, you know I work for the Census Bureau, or sometimes I call it the Senseless Bureau, but I shouldn't say that out loud in case anyone knows who I am. I'm glad you outed yourself. You'll be losing your job by tomorrow afternoon. Go ahead. I'm off the last week of every month. That's maybe why the numbers are skewed. If we're not reporting numbers one week out of the whole month, then, hmm. But I go into public housing, and I only see the Democrat Pritzker face, vote for Pritzker, in the low-income housing, right? Pinned up on the office door. So, see, residents are supposed to vote Democratic if you expect to live there, if you know what I mean. But I just wanted to call in to say I agree with Tony. I think we're giving... Uh, President Trump a bad bat because didn't everyone trust Fauci for the good six months maybe and then we were like so pleased that he was there but that eventually found out he was a snake but in the beginning everyone did seem to trust Fauci why can't it be President Trump and DeSantis as the VP I didn't hear what nah, he said about I don't, I don't think either one of them I'm going to tell you what I don't think I, I'd like to see Carrie Lake run that's who I'd support True. she's awesome and I think it would be exactly what the country needs. I don't think either one of them is really going to run. But the idea that you have to just support things you don't agree with, I don't like. Thank you very much, Kara. Appreciate the call. Thanks. And tell your, your fellow coworkers I'm the one that chases them off the step in Elmwood Park. Kevin, Austin, Texas. People got to stop looking for these leaders to, to change their life. Yeah. Take responsibility of himself in the local level. And you're right, it's not going to have change overnight uh, because it didn't happen overnight. But the Democrats are going to keep laughing as long as people dissuade people from getting involved locally and changing the Republican Party from the bottom Democrats up. Democrats laugh out. when people think they can change their mafia stronghold. Democrats laugh because they know they can get away with it as long as. Like New York, good people, New Jersey, Chicago. If you're a good person, Yunkin, get the hell out of Yunkin it. was. Yunkin was yeah, you missed it by that much. Yeah, yeah, Yunkin yeah. was successful because oh, yeah. he had people get success. involved at the precinct oh, level. Okay. All right, success in losing. Teresa, Gold Coast, hurry up. Hi, Sean. I have to say, with Republicans, I think they're all talk, no action. We've been fighting Democrats for years, and all Republicans can come up with is just like, oh, yeah, things really suck, don't they? And then they walk away. Build the wall between Florida and Georgia, and we survive. 312-6. Is it? Come on. You can't give me another segment. Damn it. All right, I'll be back in 21. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.